Hello and welcome to the first Dr. Blackgrass podcast of 2017. In this edition, we're going to be discussing the effects of pre-em programs last autumn and what they mean for control this spring, and we'll also touch on spring crops for those people using it as a cultural control of blackgrass. First of all, we're going to hear from four of Bayer's field team, Darren Adkins, Gareth Bubb, Sam Harvey and Jack Hill. You'll hear them discuss how pre-ems performed in their part of the country and what that means for control ahead. Yeah, very much uh, down the eastern side of the country. We've this year seen a, a sea change uh, swap across to very much later drilling. A lot of crops on, on heavy blackgrass infested land weren't drilled till mid-October through to mid-November, um, trying to allow for flushes of blackgrass pre-drilling. Um, those flushes didn't come till late, but the, I believe that the November drilled crops will definitely benefit from that uh, extended um, period where blackgrass could flush. Um, it's also given us the benefit that uh, you know, the, the later drilling's got cooler, more moist soils, so the pre-emergence herbicides should work better. I think I mean, there, there was definitely a, when the last three or four years, we've, we've definitely seen an increase in delayed, dr deliberate delayed drilling for fall of grass weeds, black grass and rye grass. Um, this season, particularly ever more so given how dry it was early, so it was, it was a sort of forced arm as, as well. Um, which has, has led to you know the, the pre-emergence herbicides being put on later when it's it's cooler, more moisture availability, and, and doing a good job. And even where they did, where they weren't so successful in the in the very pre-timing, the very early peri post timings appear to be doing a good job. Um, you know, quite a lot of uh, calls about early applications of Atlantis and Hamlet. Uh, in combination with Liberator, where there was the need for that early post M activity, and and so far. Uh, outside of the very early drilling in dry conditions, control seems uh, to be at the minute to be quite good, but it's early days as we learned from last year. So we've got more of a blackgrass <coughs> problem approaching west, and it's I see it on a lot more farms last year than I've ever seen it before in fields where I've never seen a problem before. So it's it's moving over there, and um, yeah, I'd say the jury's still out on how well we've controlled it this autumn. But I think I'd agree with you know Bob, the frost will definitely help. I think the fact we've had you know more frost, you know, by by the new year than we had we've had in the combined total of the last two years is, yeah. has been a, a critical need really. Whether it be dampening disease pressure, pest pressure, but importantly, um, preventing the black grass, you know, outgrowing the, the the residual herbicides that we laid down early on in the season. I think we've seen a lot more residual herbicide going on this autumn, even though the the, the crops were probably drilled later. Whereby we've had a, an initial true pre-em timing of a flufenosate-based product going on, you know, probably Liberator, and then we've had the peri-em top-up as well, so we've had a, a quite a, a high amount of residual chemistry going into the soil, which hopefully will benefit on, on the long term for grass weed control. And the, the late drilling message has definitely sunk in more this autumn, um, just gone, than it has done in previous years. Uh, it's, it was well documented that there was going to be very sort of high levels of uh, black grass dormancy this autumn and also the openness of the autumn and the dry conditions that we had guys weren't in a you know a massive rush to uh, to get out there with the drill which um, so obviously is good news from from a black grass controls perspective because they were they were drilling you know two or three weeks later than they would have done in previous years 
I'd hope from the later drilling and the, the fact that the, the grass weeds are growing more slowly, I mean, in theory that should mean that the weeds uh, roots are in the sort of herbicide active zone for longer, they're growing more slowly through it, so it should, they should be picking up active ingredient flufenicet DFF for a longer period of time, so that would, you know, you would expect that would mean we'd get higher levels of control. Thanks a lot. Next up we'll hear from another Bayer team member, John Helliwell. I caught up with John in the field in Oxfordshire earlier this month where I asked him what are the main priorities for farmers at this stage of the season? Um, they'll be thinking about their post stems but personally walking a couple of oilseed rape crops recently um, there's still there's very clear active light leaf spot in some of the varieties, certainly varieties less than a six and so I'd really urge growers to um, get out, walk, the, walk their oilseed rape crops first if they've got any um, and check for that light leaf spot because I think that's the first job. Um, following that um, as growth start conditions start to pick up, um, certainly a post stem application would be would be on the cards if if the weed pressure dictates it. Okay, and what kind of conditions and factors should I take into account before making a post stem application? When looking at post stems, their success really is dictated to largely by the weather. Um, historically, uh, growers are focused on temperature, but actually, if you've got a day where you've got good uh, good sunlight levels, not overcast, um, not cool, then the weed will actively grow. Um, a key a key indicator really, and one thing that we recommend is just looking out your window, look at your lawn. Is your lawn actively growing? Because the chances are, if you've got active growth in your lawn, the black grass will actively be growing at that point as well. There's some people who've grown lots of wheat crops over the last 10, 12 years and have applied a fair amount of Atlantis or, or similar products have probably experienced some degree of resistance. And at this stage of the season, there's often a decision of, um, do I apply or not? Um, what would you say to people sort of in the process of making that decision? Well, certainly in this, you know, in that particular situation where growers have used um, all seed rape and wheat in cl quite close rotations, yes, Atlantis will have been extensively used. Um, it's quite clear that the effect of Atlantis may be reduced over that scene 10 years ago. But certainly looking at some of the some of the control levels that we still get, it still gives an, a very, very useful level of control um, in black grass. It's worth remembering that actually not all plants are resistant in the same way. It's all about managing that seed return. Thanks a lot, John. For those dealing with black grass with some level of resistance, opting for a spring crop has proven to be a quite a popular option over recent years. In the next section, we'll hear from Andrew Cotton and Paul Drinkwater from last summer's black grass live events, talking about spring cropping. Uh, spring cropping's the answer where you have got resistance as a problem, um, but it doesn't alter the dynamics. So if you're spring cropping a uh, year or two with a large seed bank of resistant black grass, you're going to hopefully finish that period with a, a smaller seed bank, but it'll still be resistant. So it doesn't alter the dynamics. Um, Yes, resistance is a problem in spring crops per se, and how we control black grass in spring crops is a challenge. For instance, spring wheat, uh, we at the moment don't have any emus for, for flufenicet use, and apparently the companies were told to go and get full clearance, and uh, that's not yet been forthcoming. Um, and we lost Avidex use on spring wheat as well. So that's a whole area that I think is vital that we get some movement there. But spring barley, there's some good options there with Avidex and half rate 
Liberator half rate crystal, and that will, you know, that's great, and you've got a competitive crop as well. Spring oats, you don't need herbicides because they do it for you. Um, maize is very good because we've got players Maester, which has a good go at black grass that other things don't reach. Um, uh, and obviously there you've also got a competitive crop. And I'm sure competitive crops, basically what you must try and avoid is seed return in the spring crop phase. So that in fact you get this 70-80% reduction in your uh, in, uh, through degradation in the ground and you get no extra return there. Um, that, that's what we're trying to do. Um, but I've got clients who have spring cropped for three years on severely bad situations and then perhaps had um, autocast rape and we're back into wheat now and it's, we can live with it. But that's what you're looking at really to get on top of some of these very bad populations. Before we move on to hear from Paul, I'd like to note that since this was recorded, Liberator has been approved for use in spring wheat. It has a label approval for annual meadow grass control before growth stage 14 of the crop. This does not affect its use in spring barley, which is available under an emu. We grow a lot of spring crops. We don't grow spring wheat or spring barley at the, at the moment to any great extent. So we've, we've got peas and beans, sugar beet and potatoes, and it's a problem in all those crops. I mean, they used to be our cleaning crops. Um, if you look historically, but we lost the graminicides first, we ended up, um, we could still manage with the, pe- with the peas and beans because our cleaning crop was actually wheat because our, yeah, it was, Atlantis was so successful that we could, we could live with it that way. Now we've got a problem in the spring crops because a, a lot of the spring crops we've got are fairly open. Um, sugar beet, we've got Centurion Max, which has worked very, very well this year and was pretty much a failure the year before for, what, for whatever reason. So it is becoming more and more, and more of a problem. It's diffi- difficult to control. We're getting more and more spring germinations. I th- that is probably because our seed bank is getting bigger. But I, I thought if, this, if black grass is clever enough to, to be breed resistance to all these chemicals, surely it's clever enough. We've selected out the population, so we've probably got more spring germin- germinating black grass than we need to do. So we're looking, at, we're looking at spring barley, and spring barley's fine, but I think it's an April drilling to really get the best out of all the cultural controls we've got. Thanks a lot, Andrew and Paul, and to all the other contributors to today's podcast. That's all we have time for this month, but you can keep in touch until the next edition by tweeting at Dr Blackgrass. Until then, goodbye. Mm-hmm.